What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Wednesday, March 4th. Here's what you missed today while you were too busy doing you. So yesterday was Super Tuesday. And yes, for Joe Biden, it was quite the evening. In what seemed like a dead-in-the-water campaign just two or three weeks ago, but after Saturday's South Carolina win, Uncle Joe's campaign came out with a huge win this past Tuesday, capturing delegates from Texas, Oklahoma, Virginia, Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, Minnesota, Maine, and Massachusetts. Yeah, Massachusetts. The state where Elizabeth Warren is currently a senator, and she couldn't even get past third place in any state. Senator Sanders was no slouch, though, and he added delegates from all the pot-smoking states, California, Colorado, and his native Vermont, plus Utah. But even with his earlier wins, Biden has taken the lead in both popular vote and delegate count. And the biggest waste of the season? Mr. Michael Bloomberg, don't you think? I mean, he failed to capture any wins yesterday, save from the three delegates he got in American Samoa, after spending around $500 million of his own money in ads. So this morning, the water cooler talk at every news station was, will Mike get it done? Will he drop out? And this morning, he surely did. And he threw his support behind the only other centrist candidate, Mr. Biden. Quote, I'm a believer in using data to inform decisions. After yesterday's results, the delegate math has become virtually impossible and a viable path to the nomination no longer exists. I've had the chance to work with Joe on those issues over the years, and Joe has fought for working people his whole life. Today, I'm glad to endorse him, and I will work to make him the next president of the United States, end quote. Following through on his pledge to continue supporting the Democratic nominee and frontrunner through the general election. By the way, he's already paid his staff through November, and according to former candidate Andrew Yang, paid them well, about 150x what his campaign was paying. Also from Yang, he tweeted this morning, quote, Mike Bloomberg will have a lot to do with it if the Democrats defeat Trump in the fall. His resources and data analytics are second to none. I have no doubt there. Meanwhile, Liz Warren is meeting with her advisors to evaluate what to do next after having previously pledged to take it all the way to a contested convention. She may not even have much viability to be able to do so. The numbers are there. She's apparently still building a plan to conquer them. Of course, no Bernie Sanders loss would feel at home without the Bernie bro conspiracy theories of the Super Tuesday contest being rigged against them by the DNC, the elitist establishment, and of course their favorite enemy, billionaires. Their main evidence being the basic, confusing ballots in various states where Sanders' name was apparently not easily found, the series of endorsements by recent dropouts Mayor Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar for Biden this past Monday, and long lines to vote in areas where Sanders ran strongest. There were reported lines of over three to four hours in both Texas and California. Because, of course, that was planned. And somehow, African-American voters in the South, who overwhelmingly voted for Biden, are now part of the establishment? Listen, don't stay home in November, Bernie supporters. No matter who wins this out, voter turnout is key for any victory. And I'm sure you noticed this segment was long. So hopefully it's obvious I'm into short forms of media. 
I've even used the term quick bites many times before when describing this show, although lately I'm leaning more towards the dog walker concept. Content long enough for you to walk your dog to. Anyways, Quibi is a short-form video streaming service started by CEO Meg Whitman, formerly of eBay and HPCO, and Jeffrey Katzenberg. He's a film producer, and I'm sure you know him as being one of the co-founders of DreamWorks Animation. The idea behind their service, set to launch later this year, is a subscription-based offer that only shows series that are 10 minutes or less and are made to be watched only on your smartphone. They've got some pretty big top talent from both Hollywood, YouTube, and even the podcast world signed up for this service. They've got over 175 new shows, 50 are going to be available at launch, and about 8,500 single episodes, with the new chapters of each show available daily versus a weekly release like traditional TV. Well, Quibi continues to get attention from investors. According to the Wall Street Journal, they announced a second round of financing worth $750 million. So its total investment is now just under $2 billion at $1.75. Now that's a lot of faith in a brand new attempt at capturing audience eyes. Of course, this is nothing like Verizon's failed Go90 service or YouTube Red Originals. Nope, nothing at all. See, this one costs you anywhere from $4.99 with commercials to $7.99 without. Yeah, commercials on your phone-only TV streaming service. I think I'm over this. Of course, wifey loves Rachel Hollis, and she's going to have a show on there, so who knows? Add it to the subscription list. ESPN's Jeff Darlington is reporting that at least eight teams are looking to sign away Tom Brady from the New England Patriots. 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 Sorry. Quote, four of those teams, I believe, would sign him right now. No names were mentioned, but the Buccaneers, Titans, Chargers, Raiders, 49ers, and of course, the Patriots themselves have been linked. Brady, who's a free agent this offseason, has been open to returning to his longtime friend and head coach, Bill Belichick, who's also open to bringing him back. NBC Sports' Tom Curran is saying, quote, it's either going to be New England or Tennessee with the 49ers closing hard on the outside. And I'd have to agree. I can't really see Tom on another team, and I have to imagine he's going to play ball in any deals just to retire in one uniform. But the latest report from Sports Illustrated and the Boston Herald is saying that that first phone conversation didn't exactly go well, whatever that means. So I guess as we've learned through the years of NFL, NBA, and the baseball free agency, money talks. We are sponsored this week by Blue Vine. Owning a small business is no easy task, and sometimes your cash flow just isn't moving at the speed of your business. Through Bluevine, you can secure a business line of credit in as little as five minutes. Bluevine is an easy, fast way to help support your business growth with a line of credit of $250,000. Whether you need the money to offset upfront cost, secure inventory, or pay an unexpected expense, through Bluevine, you could help yourself and your business stay secure for any reason. There's no fee to set up your line of credit, and Bluevine never charges a maintenance or prepayment fee. Applying is easy. Just go online to getbluevine.com slash top five, the number five. Fill out a few simple details, and you're done with your application within minutes. And seeing an offer will not affect your credit score. 
Once you get approved, funds can be received in as little as 24 hours. Have peace of mind knowing the funds can be drawn with the click of a button for any business expense. Bluevine has helped more than 20,000 customers and has delivered over $2.5 billion in funds to businesses. All you have to do is go to getbluevine.com slash top five. That's the number five and apply. That's quick and easy and meaningful help for business in as little as 24 hours. This promotional offer is subject to terms and conditions that can be found at getbluevine.com slash top five, the number. Thank you to Bluevine for sponsoring this show. And if you made it this far, you should probably know that Bluevine does not actually sponsor Johnny Quest's top five at five podcast. If you happen to be someone that runs an office, have you heard of Eden? Or how about Q or managed by Q? Well, maybe you've heard of WeWork. If you've heard anything about WeWork in the past six months, well, you can probably guess where this story is headed. So Eden is an office management service. You need a cleaning service. You need someone to manage your office IT. How about a repair or an install or some other type of contracting service? Well, they offer it all for a monthly fee. And they're, of course, targeting startups. Okay, cool. Good business idea. Well, along came Q, they offered the same service, but with a little better marketing, more aggressive pricing, and they integrated directly with WeWork. You know, the the place that you rent out as temporary or unleased office space. So WeWork, back in the years of unbridled prosperity, last year, decided to buy Q for $220 million and rebranded as managed by Q. Then SoftBank's Masayoshi son finally decided to look at anyone's spreadsheets and realized WeWork is a fucking dud. So now they're in spiral mode, right? So what do you do when you're worth less than half of what everyone thought you were worth? You start selling assets. So who bought Q? Eden. How much? Well, that's the fun part, because according to Bloomberg and confirmed by TechCrunch, only 25 freaking million dollars, 11% of what WeWork paid just last year. What a bonehead business WeWork has been over its time. The Vision Fund needs to get its act together if they're really looking to get around too. Well, this month is going to mark 15 years since the paper sales and support staff at Dunder Mifflin entered our living rooms and then our lives, bringing with them some of TV's most hilarious moments and characters. They recently have been doing some promo and reminiscing about their times with actors like Angela Kinsey saying, quote, I think the workers at Dunder Mifflin were this dysfunctional family and we all have a Dwight in our family. We all have an aunt that's like Angela. If you weren't aware, Angela, who played Angela, and Jenna Fisher, who played Pam, also have their own podcast together titled Office Ladies, where they literally just spend their time talking about The Office, their favorite episodes, and their time on the show. In the latest episode, Jenna Fisher called out season two, episode 12, titled The Injury, as one of her favorite cold opens, matching the brilliance of Fleabag season two's opener. By the way, if you haven't watched Fleabag yet, start immediately. Hilarious. Quote, this episode opens with what I believe is one of the greatest scenes in television comedy. And I feel similarly about the opening scene of Fleabag season two, Fisher said. I'm just going to play this damn clip because I can't possibly do justice to the Michael Scott character. Dunder Mifflin, this is Pam. Pam, it's Michael. Help me. I need help right now. Michael, what's wrong? I'm hurt. I have hurt myself. 
Okay, wait, 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 wait. Oh, this is not looking good, Pam. Michael, do you need me to call an ambulance? No, I want you to pick me up. Okay. Oh, wait a sec. I thought you said that you were hurt. I am hurt. I hurt I'm my sorry. foot. I'm Pam. I want to come to work, Pam. but I need you to come and pick me up. No, God. Hey, whoa, Michael. Oh, God. It's okay. It's Jim. Oh. Just say again really loudly uh, what happened. Okay. I burned my foot very badly on my foreman grill, and I now need someone to come and bring me into work. You burned your foot on a foreman grill. I enjoy having breakfast in bed. I like waking up to the smell of bacon. Sue me. And since I don't have a butler, I have to do it myself. So, most nights before I go to bed, I will lay six strips of bacon out on my George Foreman grill. Then I go to sleep. When I wake up, I plug in the grill. I go back to sleep again. Then I wake up to the smell of crackling bacon. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. Today, I got up, I stepped onto the grill, and I clamped down on my foot. That's it. I don't see what's so hard to believe about that. Pam, could you come get me? Uh, I have to stay here and answer the phone. Okay, could someone come and get me, please, Ryan? M Michael, you should stay home and rest. There's no toilet paper here. Could Ryan tell Ryan to bring toilet paper? Could you tell him that? Can you hop? I tried hopping, Kevin, and I bumped my elbow against the wall, and now my elbow has a protuberance. According to Fisher, I must have watched this five times. That whole insane conversation was scripted line for line. The only thing that was improvised was when Michael said he had a protuberance on his elbow. In the script, it just said, hurt my elbow. That shows how ready John as Jim was, Kinsey added. The minute Michael said that, John looked to the camera like, mm, okay, what a great fucking show. Catch up on episodes of The Office on Netflix this year before it leaves forever to the clutches of NBC Universal's Peacock streaming service. Well, my beautiful people, that's your top five news stories of the day. Not sure if you noticed, but I stayed away from a particular subject that I'm hoping I don't have to talk about again until next time. Always remember, please, keep staying focused proud and dedicated. I got you with the news. Happy hump day.